The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. Today's world news, what it means, where it's taking us. I bring you the one and only possible message of world peace. This is a message of hope, tremendous hope. And he said unto me, you must prophesy again. The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. You are unveiling a new special issue of The Atlantic that features essays from 24 writers, each outlining the threats they say a second Trump term would pose to the United States. Tell us about it. Um, yeah, the, the, the thought was uh, simple. We have a lot of writers at The Atlantic who spent many years covering different aspects of uh, Trump and Trumpism. And I wanted just to pull them all together in one uh, easy to read package. I wanted uh, our writers to describe as best as they could what would happen in their areas of expertise should Trump become president again. And the theory, of course, is that the next Trump presidency will be worse. The, 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 the restraints will be off. Say Donald Trump, if he is reelected, it will be the end of the republic. What do you mean? He's told us what he will do. People who say, well, if he's elected, it's not that dangerous because we have all of these checks and balances, don't fully understand the extent to which the Republicans in Congress today um, have been co-opted. One of the things that we see happening today is a sort of a, a sleepwalking into a dictatorship in the United States. Before Crooked Joe, no president in history ever weaponized the full force of the Justice Department, local attorney generals and district attorneys against American citizens or people running for office. No president ever tried to deface the Constitution to get the other party's candidate. Me thrown off the ballot. You know, they've been working on that very hard. You know, they always say disinformation and misinformation, almost the same, but not quite. But disinformation and misinformation, they always say, we want to really run against Trump. If they wanted to run against me, they wouldn't have indicted me four times and fought like hell to keep me off the ballot. Or have we become numb to the Trumpian threat? Have we normalized it? Have we continued to grade Trump and his authoritarian acolyte on a curve? Have we become the frog in the boiling fascist pot? In fact, forget the past few weeks. Just consider what Donald Trump was saying, ranting yesterday in a speech in Iowa, that the elections in this country are so rigged, apparently, that if they weren't rigged, and if there was divine supervision, he, Trump, would win California and New York and Illinois. No, really. In 2016, we just ran the whole east coast of the country and that made up for California, which I actually believe that if they didn't have rigged elections out there, if they didn't have all the paper about, you know, they send out like 36 million ballots and nobody knows where the hell they're going to or coming from. I think a few people know where they're going to and a few people know where they're coming from. But I think if you had a real election and Jesus came down and God came down and said, I'm going to be the scorekeeper here, I think we'd win there. I think we'd win in Illinois and I think we'd win in New York, which is all places that in theory. I mean, who in New York 
When you see what happened, hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants pouring out all over Madison Avenue, Fifth Avenue. People are so angry. Even Democrat politicians now are going after Biden. The mayor is going after him. They're all going after him. But who would say that this is acceptable? I think you can win New York. I think you can win New Jersey. I think we can win Virginia. People that states that in theory would be with. But, but I have a different theory. I think for years we could have won them. These elections are rigged. Our elections are totally rigged. And we got to do something about it. The radical left Democrats rigged the presidential election of 2020, and we're not going to allow them to rig the presidential election of 2024 and destroy our country totally. Just yesterday in an interview, you, you said fundamentally there's a choice to be made. You can't be both for Donald Trump and for the Constitution. You have to choose. Yeah. A vote for Donald Trump is unconstitutional, anti-American. Well, he won't he won't support and uphold the Constitution. We've already seen what happened. Uh, he is the only president in American history who attempted to overturn an election, who attempted to seize power, to stay in power after he had lost. Um, and the reason that it, we didn't have a much more serious crisis was because there were people around him who stopped him, because there were people around the country, state officials, for example, who stopped him, who did not yield to the pressure that he put on them to change votes from Biden to Trump. Um, we won't have that safeguard again. It seems crazy to ask this and even crazier to fathom it. But do you believe if Donald Trump were elected next year that he would try to stay in office beyond a second term? That he would never leave office? There's no question. There's you think no he would question. try to stay in power forever? Absolutely. I mean, he's already done it once. I got indicted four times because I'm questioning a crooked election. But we're not questioning it. We know the results. We know it. And when we go through courts, if we ever even have to do it, because you have presidential privilege and also if we ever, we should never have to do that. But if we do, we want to redo the election only from the standpoint we want that election. We want to look at it very carefully. We have so much information. There was so much corruption in that election. You take a look. It's incredible. Just the other day in Georgia. 3,600 votes that were duplicated so that you had double votes. Almost all of them were for sleepy Joe Biden, right? Every single vote. You take a look what they do and what they play and what the Democrats have done for a long time. But it's a it's a disaster. They thought demonizing Trump as Hitler was going to work, right? They thought that red backdrop of Biden. They thought that indicting Trump four times was going to work. They thought that throwing his supporters in jail, some of them in solitary confinement for months, that that would work. And they thought being upbeat about the economy, just lying about the economy, they thought that was going to work. But none of it has worked. None of it has helped Biden. Salaries aren't keeping up with the cost for groceries, gas, insurance, your cell phone bill. Migrants are everywhere, sleeping everywhere. Fentanyl overdoses are soaring. No wonder Biden has gotten weaker. And of course, Trump has gotten stronger. He's been leading or tied with Biden since early September. Today in the RCP average, he's up almost two points. Now, the more legal hurdles Trump faces, it's amazing. The more resilient his poll numbers seem to be. The reason is that he acts like someone who doesn't care about our democracy. He acts like someone who wants to be uh, a dictator. He acts like someone who doesn't care for the Constitution. In fact, he's even said himself he'd be willing to suspend the Constitution if an election wasn't going in his direction. And if folks want to return to some decency yeah. and civility, why would you ever vote for Donald Trump?
says the man who can't get enough signatures in Maine to even be on the ballot. <laughs> That's Chris Christie. So much to unpack, unpack in that uh, opening montage. We're just trying to whet your appetite for the end of the year, the mega montage that comes at the end of December, that comes at the end of this calendar year. That's, that's just a few weeks away. Hard to believe how fast this year has been moving. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining us on this good Monday morning. At least it's uh, Monday morning uh, here in Oklahoma, central time zone of the United States. You can get to the live video stream of this show at TrumpetDaily.com, or you can go over to the Rumble channel. That's rumble.com forward slash Trumpet Daily. So we're without our beloved producer, Sam. He's not well today. He's my content producer, one of them. We've got several good ones, but he's, uh, he's the big one. And he's also my brains in so many ways. He's my memory in so many ways. He's also my wardrobe manager. He's the one that uh, checks my hair, my, uh, my suit, my tie, my shirt, everything right before. We have nobody on makeup for this show, believe it or not. The, uh, the makeup and wardrobe process takes all of about 30 seconds, and then we jump in front of the camera. So there you go. Little, a little bit of inside baseball for you on today's show. Well, 24 journalists at the Atlantic. <laughs> Goldberg has unleashed the team to tell you why Donald Trump would be a disaster if he ever were to come back. And you hear Liz Cheney and you hear all the rest going on and on and on about Donald Trump, the dictator. Chris Christie needed 2,000 signatures to be put on the ballot in Maine for the Republican primary. He got 880, 884. How is he still even on the Sunday shows? You have to wonder. They, like Laura Ingram said there, they have tried everything. And then there's Donald Trump in Iowa all of the same talking points and more. And you notice there's more and more commentators that keep coming around to what Obama has done with the, the deep state, to what happened in 2020, to what happened all during Donald Trump's presidency. Listen to just one more bit from Laura Ingram's show Friday evening, clip 16. So what will the Biden team do next to try to turn this all around? It seems like it tried everything. But I'm telling you, when they panic and they're panicking, look out. Because that's when things get dangerous. That's when civil liberties are trampled. They turned the deep state against Trump in 2016. And then in 2020, they got their billionaire buddy Mark Zuckerberg to pour almost $400 million into select Democrat areas to push turnout. They work with social media companies to censor information that voters could access. They persecuted the January 6th defendants, and they let the BLM riders skate for the most part. And now, special counsel Jack Smith is even making a database of Trump's followers on X. I'm in the database. Now, all Americans who believe in the Bill of Rights should remain really vigilant. The more Biden seems cornered, the worse things may be getting for all of us. But don't be frightened. Be courageous. Yet another commentator 
encouraging Americans to be courageous to take a stand. I like too how she just kind of casually referred to the deep state fighting against Donald Trump in 2016. Remember when Donald Trump was stumping in 2016, talking about the deep state, talking about the swamp? Nobody else would. Nobody else would. Look at how he's changed, even the language. Look at how he's opened the eyes. I mean, she didn't go all the way to say 2020 was stolen. But the Zuckerberg cash, just saw a documentary on that a week ago. They cheated in, in a dozen different ways. All the mail-in ballots. They still do it in California. They do it in California when there's no COVID. Trump's right. Who in New York, even in New York City, would say, yeah, you saw the clip last week from the Bronx, right? All these people in the Bronx, deep, dark blue borough for New York City. And they're saying, hey, it's not working. Bidenomics is not working. We got to get Trump. We got to get Trump back. Bring him back, say all these minorities on the streets of the Bronx. That's right. Trump is right. Virginia, New Jersey, totally in play, even New York, if, if it was a fair election. That's the big question. They were caught, like Trump said in Iowa on Saturday, they were caught by surprise in 2016. They were not going to let that happen again in 2020. And they didn't. And they didn't. So they stole the election. I saw a clip, to, I should have put it in the montage. It was Fox News showing a little bit from Iowa because, you know, Trump's leading by 60%. So they got to show him a little bit. But he gets into the election steal, and there's your Fox News reporter to say, now he did tell some lies in that speech, just just so you know. He's leading everybody in the field. And there's Fox News to try to tell you where and how Donald Trump is lying. Or Chris Christie. Or Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney lost in a landslide. These people are pathetic. And they just keep trotting them out. Like we're just so, we're, oh, what does Chris Christie think? What does Liz Cheney think? I really, really, really want to know what Liz Cheney thinks, a second Trump president. She says, there is no question. If he gets in, he's in it for life. He's the dictator in chief. There's no even debating this, says Liz Cheney. That's the kind of people that were on the January 6th committee. And they've put all these Trump supporters behind bars. And what's sad and sick, really, is to see so many Republicans just lining up, trying to get on CNN, trying to get the interviews, trying to appease the radical left, the communist left. Senator Lankford, he was on with George Stephanopoulos. He's from Oklahoma. Oklahoma, it's got every county in this state goes dark red. It's not purple here in the, in the state of Oklahoma. But listen to the way George Stephanopoulos, how quickly people forget. He's a lifelong Democrat. He's a Democrat operative. He was working for President Clinton for more than a decade. And then he dresses up and looks nice on ABC and people think, oh, well, I guess he's the moderate. Listen to this opening line of questioning. He's there with Senator Lankford. And then listen to the weak, pathetic response from a rhino Republican. That's what he is. 
That's what he is. Clip five. Uh, your party's leading candidate for president was on the stump yesterday repeating lies about the 2020 election. He's called those convicted in the January 6th insurrection hostages. He faces 91 separate felony counts himself. He's raised the prospect of executing the former chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and terminating parts of the Constitution. In the face of all that and more, are you prepared to support Donald Trump if he's your party's nominee? Yeah, we haven't had a single vote yet, George. Uh, this is still uh, weeks and weeks away from our first votes that are happening actually in Iowa, then New Hampshire and South Carolina. And there are a lot of people who are going to make that decision. That's not going to be me making that decision. That's going to be the American people that actually make that decision. But I'm asking what your decision is. You're an elected official. You're a Republican Party official. I'm asking, can you support Donald Trump as the nominee, given his record? And so there's George just over and over again. Pressing Lankford. He knows Lankford's a rhino. And, and Lankford, for his part, he can't even give a hearty endo- endorsement to the front runner who's just absolutely crushing the competition. Can't even do it. Can't push back on January 6th. Can't push back on the election steal. Just everything George Stephanopoulos says. He concedes on every single point. And then he can't say, well, I'm really behind Donald Trump. Can't do it. Just can't do it. The, the, the House and the Senate are full of congressmen and women and senators, just like what you saw there with George Stephanopoulos. They, uh, they talk tough. Comer's on TV over the weekend talking about impeaching Biden. Just fresh off of fresh off News Friday that they expelled. You know, there were a hundred and five Republicans that swung over to the Democrat side, voting to expel George Santos. Unprecedented. It's only happened twice, I believe, in history. And both times there was a conviction in court. There was something like, yeah, they did this. Santos hasn't been convicted of anything. He's just been indicted. What a precedent. And yet they love it. The Democrats and the rhinos love it because in their minds, if you're a Republican and you get indicted, you're guilty. Where do you think, where do you think they're going to go with this line of attack? Donald Trump's been indicted four times. They are going to do everything that they can. Notice Liz Cheney in that cold open says nothing about, well, let's, hey, let's just put it to the, the people have their say. The people, the people, let the people have their vote, have their say in the matter. There's none of that. It's just this. If Trump gets back in, he's a dictator for life. It's crazy. Derangement. Trump derangement syndrome. What about putting it to the people in the case of Santos? Okay, the evidence is overwhelming. Okay, then. What about with the Biden crime family? Well, now that's just a lot of hot air. 50 million from China and other places. Everybody does that. But, but if a Republican's indicted, he's guilty. If you're in the Associated Press or if you're one of those 24 reporters working for the Atlantic, well, of course he's guilty. He needs to be expelled. Okay, so you know Democrats are going to do that. The Republican, the, the House Republican majority, it's just that. They have the majority. But 105, they've got a slim majority they're thinking about voting on impeaching Biden. Santos votes with the conservatives 98% of the time. I'm not saying just leave someone on there who's corrupt. 
Maybe there is good reason for being expelled. But how about letting it play out in the courts first? How about that? Not so with Republicans. Santos is guilty. The evidence is overwhelming. Oh, yes. So they get Santos out, who's a reliable vote to impeach Joe Biden. How about that? In turning the tables, the Democrats have to just be laughing behind closed doors. These Republicans are so stupid. Yet they will go after one of their own, no problem. Because it, well, it makes them look better on CNN. Maybe it'll get them invited to CNN. Maybe the Washington Post will be nice to them. So they boot out Santos. They had a four, what, a four-vote majority? Ken Buck from Colorado has already said, I'm not going to vote impeach Biden. He's, he's supposedly a Republican who's already put his resume out there to CNN because he's not running again. He's like Liz Cheney. He knows he's going to get crushed. So he's out there, he's out there auditioning for CNN, telling Jim Comer, not going to vote impeach. So they, they're down to one or two votes to impeach Biden. You had even Ron DeSantis over the weekend said that, well, well, the Biden family should be impeached, or Biden, President Biden, you know, maybe it is a little bit of a distraction. Maybe we should uh, focus on the issues. That's, that's Ron DeSantis. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable how weak these people are. Second Kings 14 says that Jeroboam has no helper whatsoever. I mean, you're just seeing, you're seeing the fruits of the Uniparty every day you switch on the news. You see it. I can run a five, ten minute cold open and you're just sitting there shaking your head. Is, is this really the way these people think? And then Donald Trump, for his part, the only one, he just comes out with all guns blazing. You know what? They know they can't beat me fair and square. So they got to come at me with the lawfare. They got to come up. They, they've got to come at me with the indictments. Well, look at what it did to George Santos. His case isn't even until September of next year, okay? He's already said he's not even going to run for re-election in November of next year. But the Republicans, the Republicans, they can't wait. They can't wait. And so now, while they have the special election and all these things, they lost one crucial Republican vote. That's right. That's how stupid they are. I'm just talking politically here. Morally, I mean, the whole swamp is compromised, corrupt, through and through. Isaiah 1 says it's sick. It's sickness from head to toe. But just looking at it, like, politically, or your strategy, how would you do that? How would you just get rid of one vote? Considering all the corruption, I mean... Senator Menendez taking gold bars, literally taking gold bars from Egypt. That's called treason. He was bribed. The other guy, was it Lawler, pulled the fire alarm to disrupt an official proceeding in Congress. Last time I heard, that's an insurrectionist. He gets a little slap on the wrist. Not even that, I don't think. (laughs) The Ilhan Omar, the bigamy, the illegal immigration? Immigration fraud. She's, she's a member in good standing because she's a good Democrat. <laughs> she, votes, she votes Democrat. She votes hard left. Oh, yes. Nancy Pelosi, her corrupt family, insider trading, benefiting hundreds of millions of dollars 
No censor. Nothing. Certainly not going to be expelled. No, that's reserved for the freshman congressman from New York, George Santos. Finally, finally Congress got rid of him. And 105 105 Republicans joined on. This is from Just the News. In June of this year, President Biden denied having any knowledge of his son's business dealings when the the contents of his son's abandoned laptop disclosed considerable evidence that contradicted the president's claims. He dismissed the laptop as a, a smear designed by former President Donald Trump and Russia. Yeah, Trump and Russia were just trying to smear the Bidens. And you know what? 51 intel officers signed on to promote that lie. And you know who else promoted it? Well, George Stephanopoulos, of course. The regime media, of course. It says here, although the president insists that his son did nothing wrong in business dealings in Ukraine and China, bank examiners, the United States Treasury, and a government agency in Europe knew a very different story that flagged suspicious transactions, potential money laundering, and influence operations. They were caught red-handed. And and Jim Comer, he's bringing the receipts. Here's what the Biden crime family did. Here's all the money. Nancy Mace says it's north of $50 million. And I bet they're just scratching the surface. Just lining their pockets with money from China. Or if you're Menendez, gold bars from Egypt. I mean, you can't make this up. What did George Santos do? Do you know what George Santos did? Yeah, I don't either. Uh, the only thing I've, I've even read, he lied on his, his resume, like Joe Biden did back in the 90s, and all the way through to today. He's still lying. I mean, he says lies over and over and over again about himself, about his background, his history, his everything. It's no problem. He's a Democrat. How long... How, for one, how healthy is this political system and how much longer do you think it can, can last? I mean, just looking at it on the surface. This is Jim Comer. As I say, he's bringing the receipts. He's exposing the fraud. He's exposing the corruption. He's exposing the treason. Taking money in from the CCP? Here's Jim Comer with Maria on uh, Sunday, clip three. The members have heard from their constituents back home. Uh, They have confidence in the credibility of our investigation and the mountains of evidence that we've accumulated. So I'm confident we're going to have the votes to move forward with this impeachment inquiry. And and you've got to have a near majority. The majority is so slim, even Mm -hmm. less now with George Santos being expelled this week, right? Yeah, it's tough. I think we could lose one or two members. Yeah, it's tough, says Jim Comer, who voted. Listen to this who voted to expel George Santos. Yeah, we've only got, I mean, the margin for error here is razor thin. We've only got one or two votes that we can lose here. So let's get rid of Santos. This is the way these these people think. These, These people in the middle, the rhino types. I mean, Comer's uncovered some some, some pretty shocking revelations. There's no getting around that. But do you think they're going to go through and impeach Joe Biden? The Democrats, as I say, they are laughing behind closed doors.
They lost one of their reliable conservative votes. They voted him out themselves. This is hilarious. Nancy and Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi and company, they're probably partying, partying hard. Do you think, do you think there's anyone in the Democrat caucus who would line up to vote to expel Senator Menendez or Ilhan Omar? She hates America. She hates him. If, if, George Santos can be kicked out because of allegations. Well, let's look about, let's look into the allegations of immigration fraud and bigamy. How about that for Ilhan Omar? Oh, plus she hates America and she hates her some Jews. Do you think one Democrat would vote to expel her? No, not even one. George Santos, though, 105. 105 said, yeah, let's get him out. Let's get him out. We got the impeachment of Biden coming up, but, you know, if we can't go forward with that, look, DeSantis said it may be a distraction anyway, and we're behind DeSantis, right? I mean, he's going to be the the Republican nominee, no? (laughs) Listen to the Associated Press as they talk about how the, the Santos case is just so obvious. And then they point out, an uncomfortable truth right at the end of this clip, clip two. That's, I think, one of the main motivators for keeping him in, which was with him leaving, that majority was going to shrink even further. But I think for for the other half of the Republican Party, this just became untenable. I mean, there were there were no significant grounds to defend him on, particularly after we saw that ethics report a few weeks ago. Now, Santos is, of course, correct. He has not been convicted in court, but the body of evidence against him had just become overwhelming. Mm, yeah, yeah, the body of evidence against him is overwhelming. Now, well, Santos is correct. There's been no conviction in court. Wait, wait a second, what? No conviction in court? W- what has there been? Has, has anything happened? Has he been impeached? Has he been convicted? Because last time I checked, that's, that's when Congress has, historically, that's when they've expelled people. Once there's a conviction... There's the Associated Press. What do you think that that woman's name is Julie Pace? What do you think she thinks about the $50 million going to the Biden crime family? Do you you feel like she views that as evidence against the Bidens that's just become overwhelming? No, no, no. And she's not alone. There's plenty of people in the swamp that also take money from uh, America's adversaries. That's just what they do. Now we're far enough into it now where even Laura Ingram says the deep state attacks on Trump. Well, do you think that language, do you think that kind of, (laughs) that kind of position would be there were it not for Trump, Donald Trump, who came along and he exposed it all, didn't he? And he's exposing more of it. He's exposing more of it as we go. Listen to just to shift gears a little bit, or really this ties back into the cold open. This is James Carville yesterday ranting about Speaker Johnson. He's the Republican heading up the very slim majority in the House of Representatives. And then the Supreme Court. These are these two, the Speaker of the House and the Supreme Court, represent existential threats to democracy, a threat to the Republic. So says the Democrat operative, James Carville, clip seven. This is a a bigger threat than Al-Qaeda. 
uh, to this country. They and let me tell you something. Yeah, speak of the House, they got probably at least two Supreme Court justices, maybe more. Right? Don't kid yourself. And and people in the press have no idea who this guy is, how he was formed, what the threat is, and this is a fundamental threat to the United States. It is a fundamental they don't believe in the Constitution. They're still on it, right? Greater threat than Al Qaeda. Demonizing Trump as Hitler. <laughs> this is their this is their uh, current strategy. Just come out here with all this hyperbole. Greater threat than Al Qaeda. Speaking of the Supreme Court, this is from Breitbart. It says congressional Republicans are preparing to fight back by unleashing up to 150 subpoenas on liberals and Democrats if Joe Biden's party in the Senate subpoenas conservatives who are friends and supporters of Supreme Court justices. You see how the Democrats work? We've got to go, we've got to go after anyone who's a friend of Alito and Thomas. We've got to get them. We've got to issue the subpoenas. Let's get the ball rolling. Let's attack. They attack, and they do it viciously. They attack what they can't control. So you see what they do to Donald Trump, and you see what they do to the Supreme Court. That's why Liz Cheney doesn't get up on the Sunday shows and say, you know what? I trust the American people. We've got an election coming in 11 months. Let's just put this to the vote. (laughs) Let's just put it to the vote. Let's see what the American people say. Let's see what the American people say regarding George Santos. If he was a fraud, if he deceived them, well, I trust the American people. They don't trust the American people. They don't even talk about them. They just say, they, they do see the polls. They watch those polls for sure. And then they say, if Trump gets in there, I mean, that's the end of the republic. That's the end of democracy. That's the, if he gets voted in there democratically, Trump's out there saying, look, we've got to overwhelm the system because they're going to try to cheat. So everybody better turn out for the vote. The vote. Let's put it to the people. How, how does a dictator, Cheney says, yeah, he's already, he's already taken over the country once, so we can't let it happen again. Excuse me? He, yeah, he was crying foul in 2020. But last time I checked, on Inauguration Day, what was it, January 20th, 2021, gets out of the, the Oval Office, leaves peacefully, flies back to Florida, and, and probably never would have been heard from again had he not declared that he was going to run for president another time. So here we are, four indictments into it, 91 felony counts, as many as 700 years in prison, And as Laura Ingram said in that cold open, it's just making him more popular. Tucker said recently that he won the Republican nomination, Donald Trump did, the day that they started going through Melania's drawers, her underwear drawers, for documents, for files, looking for boxes. Breitbart says here, the subpoena fight is the latest battle in an ongoing war by the left who in recent months have been targeting the two most conservative justices on the Supreme Court. An ongoing war by the left. This is what we're in the midst of and this is what Senator Lankford, 
Comer, they're blind to this. They don't understand it. That's why the speech that Trump gave in Iowa over the weekend was so powerful because he sees the war. He even talked about it at one point. I'll play it for you if we have time. We're, run, we're rapidly running out of time. But Donald Trump, he sees the lawfare that's ongoing. He sees what he's up against. Most in the Republic, Republican Party don't see it. If you're friends of Clarence Thomas, Thomas and Samuel Alito, you're a target. And the Democrats are coming after you. And they make no bones about it. It says, former Trump White House senior aide and former Breitbart News senior management Steve Bannon interviewed Mark Paoletta on November 22 regarding the left's ongoing attacks against the Supreme Court and especially Justice Thomas. Why would they go after the black justice? It seems kind of racist. No, they go after Justice Thomas. They have been from the beginning. Anita Hill on through to today. He's too conservative and we got to get rid of that. Forget about the fact that he's black. Who cares that he's black? Say, say the communist left. It says here, as Paoletta put it, the court is the last bastion to protect our Constitution. And so liberal Democrats are seeking to decimate the Supreme Court by any means necessary. The left is furious, furious that they can't control the court. If they can't control it, I mean, they get vicious. They are furious and they come after you. <laughs> That's why they're going after Donald Trump the way that they are. Look at this case with Letitia James. She's trying to, I mean, here Trump's, he's changed the skyline in New York. He's this iconic figure, this, this <laughs> institution that is Trump, all things Trump. I mean, he's associated with New York more than any other state. Now he's in Florida, I guess, but who can blame him given the attacks? But Letitia James, she's trying to run him out of the state entirely. And then, and then fine him hundreds of millions of dollars. For what? For what? Do you know? Do you know what he did? Yep, he got loans from a bank and he told them that he was worth more than he was. So that may, it may just cost him hundreds of millions of dollars and prevent him from doing business in New York. And the way, the way George Stephanopoulos and, and company see it, he's guilty. He's, of course, of course he needs to be expelled from New York. Just like we expelled Santos. Jonathan Turley. He says here, the evidence shows that banks made money on these loans, which were paid off either early or on time. So Trump got the loans, right? You know how you take out a loan for a house? The house is worth $100,000, you pay $5,000 down and then take a loan out for $95,000. And then you pay the bank back over the next 20, 30 years. And in Trump's case, he paid them back on time or even early. Yeah, the banks benefited and Trump benefited. It says here, moreover, James is seeking to kill a corporation once viewed as iconic in New York. Not just by denying the certificates for Trump's for the Trumps to do business in the city, but by imposing $250 million in penalties for money that no one actually lost. In other words, Turley's saying, there's no crime here. There, there are no victims. The banks aren't victims. 
<laughs> this part here, hilarious. Listen to this. It says, that all became curiouser this week when two bankers were called by the defense. The defense. Rosemary Vrablick and David Williams worked on Deutsche Bank loans to the Trumps for years, and they testified that the banks made millions and viewed Trump as a much sought-after whale client, what Vrablick described as a very high net worth individual. They loved doing business with Trump. The banks made millions off Trump. Where are the victims here? There are no victims. There are no victims. Williams testified that net worth is subjective in such documents as property valuations and are offered as mere estimates. <laughs> Trump saying, and you know about the qualifiers, we've talked about it on this show. Trump said, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Mar-a-Lago is worth this, this, and this. But hey, get your appraisers to come in and figure it out themselves. I mean, you're, you're a bank, you've got to represent yourselves. This is, what, this is what my team suggests. And Letitia James, she's trying to get Trump on, on bank loans. Jack Smith on, uh, oh yeah, boxes. And the way the regime, the regime media sees this, well, the indictments have already been issued. So just like with George Santos, he's guilty. He is guilty. So if they get a chance to expel Donald Trump, somehow, some way, you think they'll do it? Well, look at what they did with Santos. And look at how many Republicans lined up including Jim Comer, James Comer, who many would say, for all that he's turned up in recent months, still is dragging his feet. How, how long has the Republican Party controlled the House? Well, that would be almost a year now. 11 months. And uh, we're just now getting around to Hunter being subpoenaed. Finally, Hunter Biden? Still hasn't happened. We'll see what comes of that. Donald Trump, he's the only one that's exposing this fraud, that's exposing this corruption, that's exposing what the Democrat Party is willing to do to maintain their grip, their hold on power. Listen to Trump from uh, Cedar, Rapids, Cedar Rapids, Iowa on Saturday, clip 10. For decades, you watched as a corrupt political class in our nation's capital looted your money, trampled on your dignity, and pushed their radical agenda into every aspect of your lives. You know it very well. But in 2016, you voted to stand up to those liars, losers, crooks, and creeps, and you elected an outsider as your president, and it was about America first. We want to put our country first. They haven't done that in a long time, but we did it for four years, and that's why we did so well. That's why it was one of the great presidencies, they say. Even the opponents sometimes say that he did very well. I have to say, take it back, they scream. His people say, take it back. From that day on, our opponents, and we had a lot of opponents, but we've been waging an all-out war in American democracy. You look at what they've been doing and uh, becoming more and more extreme and repressive. They have just waged an all-out war with each passing day. <laughs> you, 
you've waged a war against, what did he say, the liars, the losers, the crooks, and the creeps. You're not going to hear James Langford talk like that about the communist left as he concedes one point after another point after another. Just let George Stephanopoulos, let him, let him begin the interview with all these loaded questions. And you can be sure, by the way, that Mitch McConnell gave him, gave him some direction. Listen, this is what we want to go out and establish. There's no election shenanigans that happened in 2020. Everybody that's in jail languishing away in solitary confinement, they deserve to be there. They tried to take over the government. The Jan Sixers. Never mind. Never mind those that attacked the White House. Never mind those that burned cities in the summer of love. Not even, not even the littlest of pushbacks. Just concede. Every, give up the ground. Let Stephanopoulos have the high ground. George Bill Clinton Stephanopoulos. These people, what is wrong with them? <laughs> Even when you're coming from a, a bright red state politically. It's hard to explain other than when you read in the scriptures that there's no helper. There's no helper. America's under attack. And in this, this next clip from Iowa, Trump said as much. Listen to this one, clip 11. The American dream is dead with them in office. It's uh, sad. We had such a dream. We had such an American dream. We had such an incredible administration. But it died when these people came into office. Over the past few years, you've watched Biden and his band of Marxist, communist, fascists try to crush free speech, censor their critics, criminalize dissent, destroy attorney-client privilege, which is something nobody ever thought they'd see in this country, and even attempt to imprison their leading electoral rival by far on bogus charges. That happens to be me, in case you forget. <laughs> happens to be me. But somehow I'm not worried. I'm not worried. That's why we're doing this, because we have to straighten out our country, what we've done, where we've come. Think of where we were three years ago and where we are now. They've persecuted Christians and pro-life activists. You know that. They've labeled parents at school board meetings as domestic terrorists. And they're flooding our nation with tens of millions of illegal aliens while rapidly opposing things like voter ID. Why would you oppose voter ID? Voter identification. Why would you do that? Because you want to cheat. That's why. There's only one reason. It's interesting that he says there that, you know, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I mean, he's going up against the Marxist, communist, fascists. He just throws it right back at Liz Cheney. You're going to go on and on about me being a dictator because I get democratically voted in in the next presidential election. Liz Cheney says she wants to join the liars and the, the, the losers, the crooks and the creeps if Donald Trump wins re-election or if he gets back in in 2024. She's going to join the communist left. That's how committed these rhinos are to destroying America, to destroying Donald Trump. The only one, as I say, the only one who sees what he's really and truly going up against is that man right there that you heard in Iowa. Pretty amazing speech, really, when you consider it top to bottom. He just keeps firing away. 
and all their attacks, the other side, attacking him relentlessly. And in every case, it just boosts his popularity, as I said all through the the shows last week. He's more popular in the Republican Party than he was in 2016 by a mile. (laughs) By, I mean, it's not even a comparison. Back then, you had John Kasich, and you had Ted Cruz, and you had Rubio, and you had even Jeb Bush. I bet Jeb Bush was polling higher than Ron DeSantis. I was going to say DeSanctimonious. That's uh, that's Trump's nickname for him. Maybe I should stay away from uh, those nicknames. But single digits this far in. This far in. Trump here explains in this next clip all the, all the ways that they tried, that the communist left tried to destroy him. Clip uh, 13. But these attacks on the 14th Amendment are interesting because they had no case and we've won every single one of them. And we've gone before some major leftist judges and uh, we've won every single one of them. But they attack and attack and attack and they think you're going to, you know, we're going to demean. They're going to want to demean and hurt and harm and destroy your reputation so you can't run. But in this case, so far, we got to keep it that way. It's backfired. And to be honest with you, I'm much more popular now than I would have been if they if they didn't do it. All of these Biden attacks on democracy and freedom are happening because the radical left Democrats know that in a fair fight, they're going to lose in a landslide. This is the kind of content that Fox News even, Newsmax, that they shy away from. We got it. We have to steer clear of it entirely. Because, well, he gets into the election steal and so on. But everything you heard right there is truth. It's the truth. They like me more now because of all these attacks. The attacks have backfired. He's right. He's totally right. And so, you you know, when you transition to maybe 30 seconds of this over then to the Fox host that says, well, now he did tell some lies there. The election wasn't stolen. Okay, thank you. Thank you. He's telling the truth, which is why he's leading by 60%. And so the others, the millionaires, <laughs> the talking heads that are telling lies, they keep getting paid millions. They keep getting their millions, and people keep tuning them out. One final uh, soundbite from uh, Iowa on Saturday, clip 14. What a different country when you think about it. I'm just saying up here, talking to you, just like I've got three people in the room. You know, what a terrible thing has happened to our country over an election, over an election. Think of our country would have been, we would have had no inflation. We wouldn't have had the surrender in Afghanistan, which was probably the worst and most embarrassing day in the history of this country that the fake news doesn't talk about. They never talk about it anymore because they're really bad. They're fake. It's not what they say. It's what they don't say, because what they don't tell you is far worse than what they tell you. But we would have had a much different country. Such a smart point to make about what they say and then what they don't say. That disaster in Afghanistan is one example, speaks volumes. The worst disaster, perhaps, in American history. And yet, the, the regime media, George Stephanopoulos and friends, they just move right along. 
and pretend that Biden's economy is fantastic, that there's nothing really wrong at the southern border, that everything we're doing in Ukraine is spot on, and that the Jews want to kill babies in Gaza. There they go. They're fake. Who else? Who's the one that established that as the true narrative in 2015 and 16? Just to go back to what Laura Ingram said there about, you know, the deep state attacks on Trump and so on. All of this language, all of this truth that's beginning, it's beginning to see the light of day because of this individual coming in the the spirit of Jeroboam. 2 Kings 14 goes into that in some detail. Of course, this book goes into it in a lot of detail, more than 200 pages. Even General Mike Flynn, he's got a chapter in here about the attack, the communist attack on his life, his livelihood, his family, his son. Mike Flynn's been on this very program to tell you how important this book is. If you don't have a copy yet, make sure that you call our operators and request America Under Attack. The 800 number is 1-866-930-3024. If you're over at the Rumble channel, that's rumble.com forward slash Trumpet Daily. Make sure that you give us the thumbs up so you can increase our ratings. Make sure that you, well, the live chat's about done because the show is about over, unfortunately. But if you are there when the show is live, you can join the live chat. And better still, you can leave us some positive, it doesn't have to be, but leave us some positive feedback below the show. That's at rumble.com. We have the live replay, don't forget. That's at LFA TV, also on Rumble, live from America TV, every weekday evening at 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. on the East Coast. So if you haven't seen that before, go and check out LFA TV. My Twitter handle, at Stephen Flurry. The, the email address, td at thetrumpet.com. This is Stephen Flurry. Well, wait a second, did I get that right? You are listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is The Trumpet Daily. Thank you for joining us on today's show, and we'll see you tomorrow.